Welcome to the Fulfilled After 50 podcast. We are your hosts, Alice and Carol. Join us each week for your fun dose of inspiration and healthy tips you can use every day so you can live the healthy and fulfilled life you desire and deserve. Welcome to the Fulfilled After 50 podcast. We are your host, Alice and Carol, and we have a special guest today. It is Dr. Nadine Kelly with the founder of Yogi MD. And, you know, one of the main things with this season of life and why we have created Fulfilled After 50 is because there's so many women who do not know what their purpose is in this season of life. And so therefore, especially around this time of year, sometimes loneliness, depression, it sort of just hits us like a wall. And then we do a little self-reflection of what is our purpose really? Why are we here? Maybe I'm in this job. I really don't know why I'm here. So um, Nadine, we would love for you to tell us exactly where you started and where you are now and why. First of all, thank you so much ladies for having me on today. Um, I, it's an interesting story and it can be very, very long, but I'll give you the <laughs> shortened version of what I did. I stereotypically, like you hear those stories from kids who say, I want to be a doctor. I always wanted to be a doctor. And the thing about that journey is what a lot of people don't tell you or you, you don't realize is that you get on a train and you're just on that train. You, you can't be distracted. You have to just keep looking forward and make it to the next. It was, for me, it was about survival. I went through this rigorous training where it was college, then medical school, then it was a five-year residency followed by a four-year I'm sorry. It was four years of medical school followed by a five-year residency in pathology, followed by a one-year specialty fellowship in cytopathology, and then I practiced for seven years. Now, when you, what people don't realize necessarily is it's very rigorous and you keep thinking, well, it's supposed to be painful. And I'm supposed to be paying my dues to prove myself, but then once I get to the next stage, it'll start to get better. Mm -hmm. But then you get to that next stage and you have to start over again. And so when I finally started practicing, I thought, okay, we should be done now. I did it. And now all I have to do is start learning the art of practice because the art of practice and looking at a book, two different, completely different things. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, okay, but I'm here now. I want this. I've been working hard. I'm smart. I can do this. And medicine started to change. The reason why I went into medicine, into pathology specifically, is because I had beautiful mentors. They were older, too. The people, when I think about it, they were older people that I really looked up to, especially women. And they were doing it. They were loving their jobs. They were contributing, doing great work. And they had their families. And so I thought, okay, this is going to be a good fit. In addition, I like seeing things. I like working with my hands. And I liked the investigative nature of pathology, the slow, slowness of it, putting the whole story together. And so I thought, wow, what a great fit. Well, what started to change was 
I don't, I'm sure you and your audience have seen the billboards on the expressway. That's to me is horrifying and quite shameful. Okay. There should be no reason why hospitals should be saying we're the best this or we're better than they should all be good. Okay. We're talking about taking care of people. We're talking Mm -hmm. about patient care. Why are they competing? I know that's a great big subject we can get into, but it was becoming too business-like for my taste. Mm -hmm. I am the child of immigrants. They worked in factories when they came here and raised a family and raised us to believe in education. And I absolutely still do. Mm -hmm. But when things started to change for me in pathology, it was becoming more about how fast, how many, how many slides could we get through in one day? How many same days could we do? It was becoming like a factory. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and saying, I'm nothing but a high paid factory worker. I didn't, ha- I didn't feel like I had my integrity. I wasn't proud of myself. And so it just became unbearable. It started to take a toll on my health. Okay, quite frankly, I, I became depressed. And so it was time to make a move. I had no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> But I had been practicing yoga up until that point, amongst other things. I walked into the yoga studio of my local neighborhood and I said, what classes can I take here so I can start deepening my practice? I needed that quiet and figuring out time. Mm -hmm. Well, they had a teacher training program that they were going to be starting. Then he offered, hey, why don't you do this? And I thought, are you crazy? Yoga Mm -hmm. teacher. So (laughs) he convinced me and I did it. And halfway through the training, a beautiful, mature woman walks in and teaches us a gentle yoga class. It was slow. It was detailed. It was just gorgeous, spacious. And, and I don't mean spacious in a physical sense, just in your mind, the energy. And I thought, light bulb moment. I can take, my MD, I want to make an, uh, a difference in my community. I want to help people who may not think they can practice. I want to find ways to help them do that. So in the chair, in the water, which is primarily how I teach. And so that's when I decided to have, when I knew I had a specific direction that would meet all of those requirements, all of those desires that I'd wanted um, to give back. Yeah. So that's so how did I you walk? Did you walk out of your job, like, just like right then in that moment? What was that question that you, like, you know, did you get a lot of pushback from family, friends, like, have you lost your mind? What That's are you question. So I'll tell you, that was a great opportunity to see who really cares about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it taught me personally about empathy. You don't know someone else's story. You just don't. I mean, it's such a true thing. Walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Right. And, and it's not totally accurate because you don't know how the other person really feels or all of those things that are going into shaping an experience. Right. So I felt like it was willful ignorance to make a snap judgment sitting on the outside to say, oh, so the factors you're using to criticize me are the time I spend. First of all, it was my time, not yours. Okay. 
And the second thing is, oh, the money. Again, you're looking at something very superficial. Aren't there other things in life? I had a great support system in my little family, my husband. My husband is really the one who really helped me tremendously. He saw I was in trouble. My immediate nuclear family, um, my parents, you know, and a, and a smattering of friends. You know, those are the people that are really going to be a little bit more supportive of, and vocal. Now, the naysayers will talk behind your back, so I didn't hear a lot of that. Or there would be like really offhand, subtle comments in a particular setting. Like I remember once I was sitting with, um, in, a, in a family gathering, this person said, oh, so how are you doing? And I said, fine. And he said, oh, well, I'm glad you're happy now. But it was the way he said it. Like with a little sarcasm or? It felt that way. It felt that way. Yeah. And I could be wrong, but I think that's more how I, I heard the, the negative. It's more subtle or someone who did, quite frankly, come out and say, you spent all that time and this is, yeah, but I'm using that. I'm applying that knowledge. Not that way anymore, but I'm applying it in the world of prevention now. Because that was another thing that was nagging at me that I didn't realize at the moment was just constantly being reminded of negative outcomes, cancer, cancer, you know, um, just negative health outcomes. And I thought, why can't we encourage people to take care of themselves in more preventive ways before we have to get to this GI biopsy of reflux? Maybe we could have prevented the reflux in the first place. So, you know, these were all really good fits for me to be able to use my medical knowledge because the students I teach have chronic conditions. So I can understand when someone comes to me and says, I had this hip replacement or knee replacement or scoliosis or this particular form of arthritis. I've taught, I've taught a woman who has a very rare muscle disease, okay, in the water. So making that yoga and that movement accessible to people who don't think they can. You don't have to be in a headstand to practice yoga. You don't. Right. And the benefits are so vast. And I don't think unless people are in the medical field, a lot of people may or may not realize the true intensity of burnout. And it's so real. So I love, I'm actually very inspired by your um, gumption, your willingness, your faith in moving towards where your heart was leading you, because I think that's really hard for people to do. And so what did you do to help you get through some of that fear or to go from that, like drive, go, 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 you know, diagnose it to, 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 it's really a totally different, (coughs) excuse me. It's a totally different, you know, uh, way of, of caring for people Mm -hmm. and for using your craft and your knowledge all in in a very different way. Was that hard for you? Yes. (laughs) Uh, I'm a recovering type A personality and I really don't think I should be so sarcastic and say recovering. I mean, I'm a type A person, so that's just the way it is. So how do you, how did I deal with that? Yeah, that and there's that whole busyness, that mentality that you have that all of a sudden now you have to really refocus and Mm -hmm. 
not only in yourself as a person with a type A personality, but also then being able to bring other people who may be on that same sort of ledge and bring them into a healthier state of being. Well, first it's showing yourself some compassion. Mm -hmm. It's figuring out, learning about yourself and knowing what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. We all have them, but what makes you feel passionate? What, makes you feel that sense of purpose um, and then taking those characteristics and maybe finding other ways to use them mm-hmm. so that you don't feel like, well, this is the only way that I can express my identity through this job. Okay. Or through being super busy. It's about being able to step outside of your comfort zone. And because that yoga was a big step outside of my comfort zone. I didn't think I had permission to do something that wasn't quite frankly, so painful and so physically and mentally draining. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine another existence. I could not imagine actually waking up and and being excited about what I wanted to do. Before I left medicine, I was waking up on a daily basis saying, Oh no, not again. That's like a how Groundhog Day, yeah. Like a yeah, Groundhog I mean, the same thing over and over and over. That's nonsense. I mean, no one should have to suffer like that on, on a regular basis. You wouldn't you wouldn't want that for your kid. You wouldn't want that for your mom. You wouldn't want that for your sister or your friend. So right. why would you on earth would you want that for yourself? So mm-hmm. it's not that you have to behave in a according to whom. So you give yourself permission to find a different path, a different way to express your strengths. The world is a big place. There are so many ways to get involved in things that are exciting now, whether it be getting out into community and actually looking at other people in their eyes, okay, doing another activity that you didn't expect you would do, whether that means volunteering somewhere or starting an online joining an online community or starting something because i was able to leave that position and start teaching yoga it led me on this path that made my life so rich i could not have imagined just eight years ago how rich my life is right now now with just with the yoga teaching but with podcasting as well with um joining furthermore with this marketing this online community that mm-hmm. I've met in the podcasting community, they've, it's exploded into other ways to express myself, other opportunities, other ways to feed the fact that I love to learn. I'm a curious person. I have all this energy. I like to get things done. You know, so I've found ways to do that. Drumming. I just started drumming a few years ago as a very grown woman. Okay. That's awesome. That (laughs) is really awesome. You know, I did Taekwondo with my girls again as an adult, late bloomers, what my mom calls me. (laughs) And so find other things that can get you excited because they're there. If you stop and look for them, especially in this beautiful season of life where, so your kids are gone. I've only, we've only been empty nesters for about a year and a half now. And it was devastating when my youngest one left. But yeah. when I stopped and thought about it, it's like, well, it's an opportunity to do some other things. Like to mm-hmm. actually look at myself and say, what else can I learn? 
Right. 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 Yeah. Cause if we're not learning, then we're just dying. Right. If we're not growing and expanding, it's like a little part of us is just dying every day. So why not? Right. Why not me? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And yeah. plus, how do you think it impacted your, your girls or your husband yes. when you, when you, when you jumped out and did something sort of unpredictable and something, you know, totally different than what you were trained for. How did that impact the the girls? I mean, I know you said you had a supportive family, but that's a big change. Yeah. It was quite a change, but one for the much better. I didn't see that in the moment, but, you know, I thought I was letting everybody down. That's the other thing. But what I really thought is I was letting myself down. Like I didn't complete the task that I wanted to complete. I imagined that I would retire and get that plaque that said she did it for what, for 40 years. And it just didn't happen. I thought I was wearing a a cape (laughs) that was just unstoppable. And the cape had some flaws. (laughs) My youngest daughter told me years later that what she saw in those last few years was a very stressed out and angry mom. Mm And I didn't think I was showing it to them, but I was, you know, it was leaking out. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I stopped, my kids were, my two girls were in late grammar school and they were at a wonderful place where it was very important that I was there for them. In those, those moments, you know, that you can't get, you can't force when you've come home from a 10, 12 hour day and it's like, okay, I've got 20 minutes now to talk to everybody, you know, and I have to do it this way and I have to extract all this information. No, those golden moments happen with space, with quiet, with I'm doing the dishes and my girl is sitting at the kitchen table doing something and something will come out. A problem will emerge or a special moment will emerge this moment where can, we can really talk about something that's not forced. So I, I'm not putting anyone down who has to work those jobs and, and saying that you're a bad mom, if that's what you have to do, I get it. But for me, I was able, I know my mom, my mothering improved a ton mm-hmm. or had room where I could really be the mother I wanted to be. Cause it's, it's my proudest achievement, right. my girls, being a mom. Um, but I was able to do it in a way that made me happy yep. and made them happier. Yeah, they, they definitely had their mom after I stopped practicing. Yeah, that. right. Yeah. It just goes to show right there. It's like uh, fulfillment does not come in a monetary value. Fulfillment and happiness comes with really the impact that you are making in the world. So we would love for you to tell our audience where they can find you, you know, your podcast, your website. So where can they find you? Because you are truly an inspiration, especially for us in this season of life where women just are not sure what their purpose is. And you have just demonstrated that when you come out of your fear that you can be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And the fact that being selfish actually allows you to be more selfless, you know, down the road because you're taking care of yourself and then you're able to actually engage more in life and in your relationships and, and just enjoy life uh, so much more. So 
I'm very inspired by you for sure. Yeah. Thank you very much. So you can definitely find me at yogimd.net, Y-O-G-I-M-D.net. And my podcast is the Yogi MD Podcast, easy to remember. And what I do with the podcast is help women, what I call wise women or mature women, discover that it's not just about your physical health. It's not just about your mental health. Those are important, yes, but you're so much more. And so being really aware of staying balanced in the fact that you need to take care of your body, your brain, your emotions, your social. I just talked about my story. If I didn't have those really good social connections, I would have been in a ton of trouble. So, you know, there are people that you've got to say goodbye to. You've learned something from them and it's great, but they don't need to be on your journey anymore. And then there are those people that really care about you that you need to surround yourself with because social interaction is very important. Learning new things, your intellectual health, and then your spiritual health, whatever that is for you. That's what I do in my podcast is we explore all of those dimensions and make sure that, you know, give you opportunity to think about, hmm, maybe... That's why I'm not feeling so good here because this part of my life is out of whack, it's out of balance. What I like to empower women with is choice. It's a little word that I didn't use for too long. We all have choices. We really do. Whether you can step in a situation or step out of it or how you can deal with the situation as well. Right. We were talking offline a little bit, but you've got some really cool stuff coming up next year. So if you're not subscribed to your podcast, the Yogi MD, you really need to. And of course, ours. if you haven't subscribed to ours yet, then hit the subscribe button. But I know you've got some really cool stuff coming up next year. So couldn't be more excited for you and how you're impacting your lives. And where are you exactly? You're... I'm in Chicago, Uh, Illinois, halftime, and Sawyer, Michigan, the other half of the week. That sounds 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 really nice. Yeah. Well, thank you again for your time. We appreciate you coming on, being our guest. You've shed so much light and inspiration to our audience. We appreciate it. And thank you, you listeners, for listening to us. If you are not in our Facebook group, come over to Fulfilled After 55.0 and join us there and tune in every week to our podcast. Thanks again for everybody tuning in. We'll see you next week on a new podcast. All right. I know I'm subscribing to the Yogi MD. Me too. So yes. it's going to be awesome. So All everybody, right. Take care till All next right. time. Bye. Bye. Ladies, bye. It was a pleasure. Bye.